Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steve Hartman. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Basically, are you high? No. Mike Costa. I don't want to be the one to tell you so, but I'll tell you so. <laughs> it's Loose Cannons time. In your city and around the world on the iHeartRadio app, it is the Looser Cannons. Yeah. yeah. Looser. Uh, yeah, on Extra 1360, Fox Sports, San Diego. Loose Cantons. And uh, 103.3 FM. Pete, we um, we've grown. We've uh, we've uh, we've overtaken an FM signal. Yeah. And I'm feeling pretty good about Silky that. Silky sounding voices. No big You're deal. You're um, Okay, so coming up this hour, Alan Sliwa, uh, 710 ESPN LA host of Lakers Talk, is going to join us. And uh, everybody knows normal Friday guests here on the Cannon Show. Uh, typically, they have to speak to him over the phone, but because Ornberger's here in studio, mm. I pulled some strings. I got it done. He'll be joining us in studio. Uh, so speaking of silky smooth yeah. voices, we will not have any cellular dropping out or any of that going on. The studio on. will reek of fancy, expensive cologne when Slee will leave. Oh, well, I am looking. Actually, I met him for the first time in person. That is Absolutely true. Yeah. That is a good Slee phrasal. Was gonna, this is what Slee was going to do when oh, he sees what's me. about to happen? Fox, what are you doing here? <laughs> he always says, what are you doing here? That's like, um, should athletes stay in they lane? Should they <laughs> shut up and dribble? Yeah. We're going to talk about that coming up later. Another athlete actually on the other side of the fence, LeBron's on, has been uh, chirping lately and uh, sort of bringing some of the same condemnation that LeBron's brought upon himself. But First up, uh, we do it every day here on the Cannon Show. It is, uh, well, what do we do, Brent? I just let you take it away. You go, it's time. <laughs> it's oh, that time. Four, 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 Yes. It's going to be a good one because uh, you actually helped me shape this out with mm. Brent included. I did some prep work, uh, yes. Yeah, Can I no. say screw you to Luke Heichel? You could if you'd like to. I don't know there's, why you're still, no, what's no happening right now. No letdown for the Astros. We're going to be better than we were last year. There's no letdown. Is you, it Keichel or Keichel? I can't remember. No, it's Keichel. You okay, got it right. Yeah, yeah. Pete, you don't sound like a bitter Dodger fan at all. No, yeah, yeah you no sound. Letdown. It's going to be gonna fine. Be, we're going to be the best team to world has ever seen listen i mean uh, it's possible i'm gonna win 64 games what do you got first brown number four She's back. Serena Williams returns. Yes, she did. Yeah. So, uh, Pete, I'm not even going to pretend like I've been watching tennis. You didn't watch the BMP Paribas no. open on the tennis channel last no. night? No. What's wrong no. with you? And listen. Didn't DVR it? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, I'm staying in a hotel waiting for my house to be finished renovated. No, they probably don't have a tennis channel. The, oh, listen. I, been, I, bet, I bet you can get it done. Do you know who I am? I need the tennis channel. Room um, 1244. <laughs> I'd like somebody to tape this on VHS for, you know, room 1007. 
happen? And your ship comes in. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I went to the event. Uh, I took my 91-year-old mom. She's a huge tennis fan. Okay. Uh, and my mom uh, refuses to wear comfortable walking shoes. High heels? Well, you know, I will at least say this, that they weren't high heels, but they were these thick wedgie ankle breakers. I'm like, at 91? Mom, seriously. And then my wife points out, she's like, look at the straps on the back. They're all broken off and barely hanging on. I'm like, Jesus. So, you know. I, I get to the uh, Indian Wells Tennis Garden. I've got my media credentials. I got the I got my mom's handicap parking thing. So I'm thinking I'm gonna get front row, right? Front row parking. And I go to every gate. It's next gate, next gate. I end up circling the whole thing and end up in the media lot. And I at least get to pull up into the front row. We had to huff it a good half a mile to get in there. And then once you get inside of there. You gotta get up to the top deck, and this is where I felt really bad. You tell me if I if, if I should, and maybe this is just the jadedness of being in this business and getting good tickets for so long. Sure, <laughs> but I, I purchased the tickets, with, you know, like anybody else would on Groupon. Any Joe Schmo, yeah, I, I bought them beefy. on Groupon. Yeah, and I was just like, my mom will not care where we sit; she's be happy to be there, and she was. But I brought my wife and my daughter as well, and we were about five rows from the top. I mean, we were at least we were center court, but we were five rows from the you top. You are so snooty. You are such a tennis and, fan. And I was you like, so snooty. I just you know when you walk into an arena and you make a left and you go up as to just keeping going straight down, I just always feel like such a loser. Well, well I mean, that. I always love it when the first thing you do when you walk in through the gate is you have to, stairs. Yeah. yeah that's, that's never a good time. Uh, stairs exactly. right away. Okay. Not even a ramp. Like, yeah. like or, stairs. or you talk to an usher and he doesn't even like, like show you the yeah, seats. He just like, points up. It's exactly like he just points yeah, to the sky. Right over here. Go oh, no, whatever. no. You got a long way to go. They don't just even up. care. Talk to yeah. the next guy in red. There's no question. But anyway. How did Serena play? How did she look? How did it go? we were sitting surprisingly it's not as bad as you would think up at the top deck you know for tennis but she the thing that was great about Serena first of all she looked amazing like fighting weight like you would never yeah. know that she just gave birth a little over a year ago but the thing that is amazing to me about her and this is what I always appreciate and respect to a high degree when it comes to professional athletes sure is this this fortitude this focus even in a first round match of the BNP Paribas, which is a big tournament, right? It's yeah, no, it's uh, you know, it's like the all fifth, the stars are you know, it's short. the fifth largest tournament of the year when it comes to importance. As far as attendance goes, it's the second or third most attended tennis tournament in the world, right? Big deal. They, you know, they respect this tournament as if it's a major. She obviously went through her trials and tribulations with the desert uh, and how she, you know, she wasn't there for a long time. She's born and raised in Southern, not raised, but born in Southern California, grew up in L.A. So it's kind of like coming home to a certain extent. But she's there first round against some somebody from Uzbekistan or whatever. And she's playing it like it's the finals of the U.S. Open. Every, every she hits a winner, she's, you know, screaming and, yeah, and throbbing and pumping her fist and so forth, you know. She was just, she was so into it, and I respect real, that. Real quick, uh, for your opportunity to win a $30 gift card to On the Border Mexican Grill and Cantina, I hope you've been listening very closely to what Mr. Pete Fox was just saying. Uh, we're going to have that opportunity coming up in just a few minutes. Oh, Number three. Show quiz, show quiz. Ow. Ow. Nice. 
Steph Curry's got a bad ankle again. All right, so this it is like uh, Serena did win that match seven five six three because I know you. you were looking no, for no, the I, end I, result. Yeah, if she lost, I think that would have been the lead. <laughs> yeah. We would have started with that. Yeah. Okay, so Steph Curry injures his right ankle again. Look, he's got lax ligaments. It's not always. Uh, a big deal when Steph rolls one uh, because he's had so many ankle injuries, but this was non-contact. Uh, this was the, uh, he's not going to travel now for their two game weekend <laughs> trip coming up. Uh, left the game early in the first quarter. They won still against the Spurs last night, 110-107 victory. But, um, you know, it, every time this happens, I sort of feel like the rest of the the world goes, oh, now everybody's got a chance because one of their stars went down. Pete, uh, do you jump on this bandwagon yes. or not? Yeah. That's the only thing that can bring down the Warriors is age and injuries. That's it. Right. And but the thing that we've seen over the past year or two with this team is when one of the stars gets hurt, the other guy steps in and gets even better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so Draymond Green comes out, he says, with Steph's ankle injuries, it's always a worry, especially he's done it so many times. You can't tell a quite immediately whether he can get through it or not by his reaction, like by his reaction, every single NBA player, regardless of whether it's a severe injury or not, uh, reacts the same way as if it's going to be the last time we see him on the hardwood. I remember one time Paul Pierce getting taken off the court in a wheelchair uh, came back in the but, same game. But when the Cavs did beat the Warriors that year, why did they do it? One of the reasons, one of the excuses that you'll hear from Warrior fans is, well, we weren't 100%. Well, Draymond also was socks not, LeBron in the, in yeah, the, well, in the, the junk. He gets That's the DQ'd. big controversial angle. But the other aspect was Steph was not 100%. So it does make them more vulnerable. Granted, when you've got a guy like Kevin Durant on the floor, he can pick up a lot of slack. Yeah. There's not a lot of slack left around when you got KD on the floor. So I'm not terribly worried. But it does give the rest of the NBA a little bit of hope. A little bit, maybe. I see them making the extra pass. I see them playing a very good team in the Western Conference and the Spurs still getting it done in a tight matchup. I don't know. I, I wait, would wait. take. What you think they're going to play the Spurs? Did no. you mean to say the Rockets? I'm no, 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 no. I'm saying they beat. A good or a solid Western Conference team ah, still without Spurs are in garbage. the same game. Well, Lakers just beat the Spurs in San Antonio. The Spurs are done. All I have to say is I don't think Steph Curry's injury is going to affect this team very much at all. I think he will be back. I think the Warriors are still the class of the NBA. I think everybody needs to hold their horses every tower, or should say, <laughs> don't hold your breath. Yeah. Uh, the the Warriors would be. I don't disagree with any of that. Just fine. But I'm just saying. Number two. Richard Sherman, you are no longer Seattle's best. <laughs> this is so uh, Richard Sherman gets released uh, today. This, of course, following uh, Michael Bennett's trade. The, uh, Seattle's quietly qu cleaning house. Uh, these are two stars uh, from the Legion of Boom. This is a pass rusher. This is a shutdown corner. Uh, the same guy who, who was calling out. It was Crabtree, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. Yeah. When you try me with a star receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? <laughs> Not Crabtree. Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to shut it for you real quick. L.O.B. 
Aaron Andrews. Like, yeah, this, she uh, was. It was like a streaker ran in front of her with, oh, you know, with a peephole in front no of her face. Idea what to do with this? This was. This was. Look. Uh, this was Richard Sherman shot out of a cannon. It was his rise to greatness or considered greatness at the cornerback position. When you have a corner who is not only playing well, but on a good team, but is also obnoxiously loud, uh, they get a ton more credit than the quiet guy that doesn't get thrown to because he's too dangerous to dance with. LOB was a serious thing for a lot of years, but all of a sudden that got awfully watered down with a bunch of injuries. Uh, the contracts are getting pretty heavy. I think Seattle did the right thing here. Uh, not only do you get rid of a lot of mouths in the locker room who are starting, it seems, to worry more about uh, th their personal social issues as opposed to uh, making the team better, making the team chemistry better. I mean, you've heard even Russell Wilson, best player on that team, hands down. Even with a, a trashed offensive line and, and slim pickings at receiver and a tight end who was one of the better in the game at one point but went to Seattle and couldn't catch out of Jimmy Graham, uh, somehow still had near an MVP season for the Seahawks. So the fact that he was under attack by I, I both or at very least Richard Sherman throughout his time as the, uh, the, 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 the number one option at quarterback in Seattle. To me, they made a good decision parting from these two guys. Yeah, it feels like they cut bait just about at the right time. And this to me feels more than anything about his ankle or his Achilles rather. I mean, this is what it's based on. Aging, injury. We have obviously found ways to evaluate it from a few different angles. There's a whole bunch of other things working against him. But I think if he was maybe a year younger and healthier, this would not even be a consideration. Yeah. This is because of his age and because the Achilles is not 100%. All that other stuff, I don't think factored in all that much. Who was talking about you? Number one. Aztecs Wolfpack, round three. Yeah. Yeah, we got a big one. Um, the rubber match. You know, the story of this game is revenge. And it's not just because they played them uh, twice already, won one, lost one, won the most recent one. It was because of this. So after the win Nevada had over UNLV, uh, two of the Wolfpack players, Caroline and Stevens, were asked whether they wanted to play SDSU or Fresno State. Obviously, that was the intro game of the Mountain West Conference Tournament play. They beat the running Rebels. They're off and running to the second round. Um, and uh, looking forward to who their opponent was going to be, obviously, the winner out of the SDSU Fresno State game. Uh, head coach Musselman gave his players a look that indicated he wanted them to give the diplomatic answer, which, of <laughs> course, is it doesn't matter who we play. We're just looking for a good game. Happy to be blah, here. blah, blah. You're going to play hard. So Caroline does just that, but Stevens did not. Uh, he said that he wanted to play the team that knocked off Nevada in the regular season finale. Okay, so Nevada right now, 22nd ranked in the country. Uh, they are the top ranked in this I got no problem with that. I tournament. said good for him. Say I, what you think. I'm. I Look, I feel like when you start saying coach speak, you know, we obviously think it's boring and lame. Sure. And it keeps you out of trouble and all of that. But at the same time, it's not that controversial to say, 
I want to play San Diego State because I want some revenge. And I know it's billboard material, but so what? I don't necessarily think it's it's uh, it's the wrong thing to say. I do think that bulletin board, billboard material, the idea that you are going to place, uh, you know, potentially something on the radar of the team that not only you're facing next potentially, but also the team you played less than a week ago. Look, I, I mean, you want to give your team the best opportunity to win. And anytime you can sort of heighten the emotion for one side, I, I it sort of feels like you're just playing both sides against the middle. You're just you're just in, in essence, it, it may not work out against you, but maybe it will. It's it's not. It's, but you, if you're an Aztec player and you okay. hear that. Right. What is your reaction? OK, that makes sense. I get it. Right. That's the way I would think <laughs> I would be. Not the least bit surprised if I were an Aztec basketball player and I heard that. I would be like, right, that's the right answer. That's what you say. Of course they want us. Okay, but I always go back to this because I consider him the best coach I ever played for. Then why don't the Patriots allow for this? Why why don't the Patriots coming out of their locker room every week, it doesn't matter what hype has been generated by the uh, opponent, they always walk that line where they're not trying to give any emotional edge to a team. They're always complimenting the team. The, mm. Oh, look, you know, well, he's talking the most over there because he's one of their best players and, and we have our hands full. It's going to be quite a matchup, you know, whatever it may be. That's kind of my point is if you can avoid it, why wouldn't you? And I think that's exactly what uh, the head coach for Nevada wanted. And unfortunately, it didn't go that way. All right. I well, can't argue with Belichick. You win. Uh, I lose. No, yeah, I, he I, threw I, the Belichick card in my face. It's like the Trump card, except, uh, well, I guess that, <laughs> that wins now, too. All right. Well, look, um, speaking of billboards, there are now billboards in L.A. where, where there's hope. Uh, that a free agent gets signed to, assigned to the Lakers. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, but coming up next, a name that you're familiar with already, Alan Sliwa, joining the Cannon Show. Coming up next, and this time, in studio. Oh, yeah, we got that. Coming up next on the Cannons. Hey, it's Willard coming up Monday at noon on Mark and Rich. NFL free agency about to open. We'll take a look back at the Mountain West Conference Tournament as well on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego and 103.3 FM. The Aztecs are just two wins away from an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. Winners of seven straight the Aztecs take on top seed in Nevada in the semifinals of the Mount West tournament tonight at 6 p.m. You'll hear the pregame get underway today at 5.30. That'll be John Schaefer, the Iron Pig, leading us up to the tip-off with Teddy Leitner on the call. Going to be a busy day here in San Diego. Speaking of which, uh, unexpected but very welcome guest who hails from San Diego, Alan Sliwa joining us. Of course, you can hear Bring him on his LA swag. Here. Let me <laughs> yeah. ask you a question. There's Sliwa. no swag. Don't worry. I, I never <laughs> had it. Never will. Say, how do you say this word? Tour. How do you say this word? Tournament. <laughs> See, I, I, it's, it's, so, so I, I have right, now grown accustomed to saying tournament because that's how apparently everybody in this area of the country says it, and they're un, uncomfortable with the colloquial New York uh, <laughs> tournament. But that's how everybody on the East Coast says tournament. Uh, so we've been doing this all day. Thank get you that, for joining us. Get that W tonight. Gotta get SDSU, say, get that win. Speaking of which, uh, you are no longer the resident. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bad luck charm for yeah. the Aztecs. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, I had quite a streak on, and even Mike May uh, had to pull me to the side through an email and just say, hey, if everything you told Costa and everything you told Steve is true, I'm not sure if I could get you a day credential, but, uh, but I survived. I survived that battle. It was good. It was good. So, uh, obviously, toppled the Wolfpack at home in the regular season finale for the Aztecs. Uh, that was last Saturday night. Uh, big game for them yesterday. 2.30 tip. They take down Fresno State for the first time this season. And I believe it was the first time. That they had lost five of six mm. leading into that matchup. So the Aztecs definitely in good shape rolling into the game tonight. Are you going to be watching? Of course, definitely. You know, it's actually funny. Lakers play the Denver Nuggets tonight at 6 o'clock. San Diego State takes on Nevada tonight at 6 o'clock. That's just one of those. You just go back and forth. And you got to North Carolina, which is yeah. always a good watch. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you right now. I'll watch highlights. If, I'll, I'll catch highlights. If you're Pete Fox, you'll be watching the BMP Parabot yeah. and watching box scores. <laughs> like, what kind of maniac? But, well, I digress. Actually, interesting about the Lakers is not only are they playing the Nuggets tonight, and that'll be at the same time tip-off as the Aztecs, but Cavs tomorrow night, or I should say Sunday night. And uh, see, this is interesting. So the Cavaliers in town playing the Clippers. They're going to play the Lakers next. LeBron James is the talk of the town up in L.A., the idea that he is now being not only recruited uh, by uh, front offices, some of which getting fined on a regular basis uh, for for their recruitment st- uh, tactics, like we an want- investment fund. Lakers have an investment <laughs> tampering fund. Yeah, it really does seem that way. Magic Johnson yeah. getting used to his new role as president of basketball operations, getting fined for going on the Kimmel Show and recruiting Paul George amongst other players. But LeBron James uh, owns two homes in the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's going to be on the court. We heard an ovation from a LA crowd. Uh, we want Paul, right? Yeah. When you know, so Paul George, when he was there with OKC, are we expecting to hear much of the same out of the fan base here when LeBron yeah. gets on the court? That's actually a good question. You know, you, you saw that the one of the one of the uh, fans slash advertisers in LA, Jacob Emrani, which is like an attorney. Um, Put up those LeBron billboards yeah, trying to L A B R O N yeah exactly trying to uh, recruit. Um, I think Laker fans will cheer. You know, I, I think uh, I think they will root for LeBron James uh, during the starting lineup, and then they will root for him to lose the game because <laughs> Laker fans still want to win the you know obviously get the W. And Laker fans are too cool to acknowledge the fact that they want him to come to you L A. Here, here's the reality with LeBron James. I think part of this uh, is comical to me that. Um, people think that it's a lock that LeBron James and Paul George are going to leave their, you know, their respected uh, teams, organizations that they're with and just come to the Lakers. I will say that in LeBron's case, a lot is going to depend on how they do in the postseason, sure. number one. And number two, he's at an age where he's going to put himself in the best position to try and win an NBA championship. Now, if the Lakers position themselves in that place and LeBron thinks, you know what, I've got a great shot with the Lakers, then maybe it can happen. But the reality is Lakers are so young. They have players that 
really are their cream of the crop that are between the ages of 20 and 24 years old, it's not going to be easy to just price someone like that away because you just don't know if that window and the timing is right with what LeBron wants to accomplish. I think of the the Lakers right now is, you know, it could make a fair amount of sense because of the cap space, because of the, you know, the comfortability, but at least the Lakers right now are relevant. They're a team that is playing well and with so much young talent, you know, uh, Kuzma, Randall, Lonzo, Hart, they got a lot of guys there that you're like, hey, those guys are pretty decent basketball players and can only improve and get better. So you think it's not the most outlandish, crazy idea because the finances work. That's the most important part of it. The finances would work for the Lakers to bring in two max guys. The question that I always come back to with LeBron is, does he want to waste a year with a quote project trying to get them on track? He's ring chasing to the best of our knowledge, right? Well, you're, you're hundred percent right on the fact that the Lakers are not anywhere close to what they've been for the last three, four years. They are really not. I mean, the Lakers since January 1st, even with Lonzo missing 15 games, Ingram's been out Josh Hart. We just talked about, the Lakers, from the front office all the way down, are in a much better position moving forward than they were a couple years ago or under Mitch, uh, Mitch Kupchak and Jim Buss. In LeBron's case, that's the thing that always sticks to me. There's going to be other teams that are just better equipped and more ready for today to try and win an NBA championship. I could be completely wrong, but there's so many things that have to go the Lakers' way, number one. LeBron would have to leave the Eastern Conference, come to where Harden, Chris Paul, and the Rockets are, the the four All-Stars with the Golden State Warriors, and everything else that comes with the Western Conference. That's a tough putt. That's a For somebody who's looking just to win championships— I don't know if that timing is there. Well, are we positive that? And we're joined by Alan Sliwa, 710 ESPN LA, host of Lakers Talk. You know, LeBron, to me, doesn't seem like he's just interested in chasing championships. He's also interested in the prestige, the idea he wants to be deemed the greatest who's ever done it. The fact that right now he's in the Eastern Conference and, quite frankly, has a walking path to the finals every year should he play to his ability to be surrounded by players who at least can tote the line uh the idea of him going to the west beating all the good teams before facing anybody relevant in the east don't you think there's a possibility that that that's alluring that's that's something he wants to be a part of that chase on the western conference side honestly no i don't i really? don't i think that as long as he gets i mean you even saw his comments when there was talk about going one through 16 in the playoffs and mixing the east and west together LeBron was one of the one of the ones that was like, no, let's keep it in the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference. And I think part of that is the path, obviously, in the Eastern Conference has been a lot easier to get there than if he was on the Western Conference. Mm. Now, let's just say that's an interesting point, because when I read that, like I just felt like it was diplomatic. You actually think that there there was deeper reasoning there that he likes the structure. I think if your goal is to win every single year. There is a strategy of what's the easiest way to get there. And that doesn't always mean you're going to win. And that obviously, even looking at the Eastern Conference right now, they're not a lock to get in the finals this year. They lost Kyrie Irving. He's with the Boston Celtics. The Toronto Raptors are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. It won't be a lock. But the point I was going to make is, let's say he wanted to come to the Western Conference. Let's say he wanted to prove, like, look, not only was I able to do it on the East, I'll come to the West and do it, which is an amazing accomplishment if you were able to do that. Right. 
You're not going to look at the San Antonio Spurs. You're not going to look at the Houston Rockets. You're not going to look at a team that's ready to do it at your age, you know, where you are right now. I don't think he's going to go to a team that has another alpha. He has to be the alpha. That's another reason it fits with the Lakers. He's think, not going to show up with James Harden and Chris Paul. There's Pete, no way. Think about what Kevin Durant did. Think about the four all-stars. He's, he's a different the, guy. The, the, he's a different the, dude. The rules have changed. I mean, LeBron James went to go play with... Uh, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. Yes, he was the alpha, but he went and played with star-studded cast of members. I don't think that part, when you get to this stage of your career, you're worried less about, am I the alpha? You're worried more about, am, am I putting myself in a position for the best opportunity to get a championship? You know, I, so your, your argument against his potential of coming to the Lakers is this idea of wanting the championship, wanting to be in the hunt every year. Should Paul George and LeBron James join the Lakers this offseason, can they win a championship the very next season? Man, that's tough. That's very tough. You know, and, Steph Curry keeps rolling his ankle. Yes! <laughs> you know, here, here's, here's the reality. I love where the Lakers are, and I love where they're going. I love the flexibility that, that Palenka and Magic have created to put themselves in this opportunity this summer. But the reality is, and I say this all the time, let's say the Lakers were just fortunate enough to get one max player. Do you know how tough it is to grab a max all-star player from another team and convince them to come to your team? Just look at the Lakers the last five years. They haven't been able to do it. If they get one player to commit and you re-sign Julius Randle, the Lakers are not only in the playoffs, they're one of the youngest teams, that up-and-coming team. That, to me, seems more in the timeline of where all the kids are, and Paul George would be like your one anchor in his prime. Um, I don't know if if a LeBron James and a Paul George can win an NBA championship in Los Angeles, but surely they'd, they'd be competing. Well, what we're all hoping for here in town is that the Aztecs can win a championship. Uh, they're on the hunt as we speak. Uh, this evening, they're going to be tipping off 6 p.m against the Nevada Wolfpack. Second time they're seeing him in less than a week. Last time Sliwa was in San Diego, the Aztecs beat the Wolfpack. Let's so roll with that. Let's we, just roll with that stat. We're just hoping for more Let's of the roll same. roll with that stat and That's see what happens again. <laughs> That's what we're hoping Everything for. after that, old news. <laughs> Alan Sliwa, thank you so Thanks, much guys. for jumping Appreciate in the it. studio today. Coming up next, we're going to play a little game here. Uh, Fox News or starting pitcher? It's going to be a little <laughs> wacky. You're going to want to stay on for this one. Cannon's coming up next. Monday morning on Hardwick and Richards going to put a couple of things out into the universe and they're going to come right back to us. Aztecs win the Mountain West Conference tourney this weekend in Vegas and Jake Arrieta is a Padre. I know that last one's wishful thinking. We're going to get started at 6 a.m. on extra 1360 and FM 1033. Okay, it is now your chance on the Cannon Show. Uh, we are giving away two $30 gift cards to On the Border Mexican Grill and Cantina. Uh, and we have to do this in quick order as we're getting ready for the pregame show to start for the Aztecs men's basketball game against Nevada, tipping off at 6 p.m. But we're going to get that pregame show underway at 530 here on Extra 1360. So right now, caller number five with the answer to this following question is going to get a $30 gift card to On the Border Mexican Grill and Cantina. Where you can get all you can eat enchiladas. Oh, for $9.99. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's see how many you can fit down. Um, where was Pete Fox? What event did F Pete Fox attend? Fox, right? Pete Fox, right? Pete Fox attend yesterday while the Aztecs Is were the playing. sport enough, or do we need the name of the mm -hmm. event? You know what? The sport. What sport was Pete Fox watching yes. instead of... 
of the Aztecs men's basketball team as they toppled Fresno State yesterday. So now for 14 months. Call number deal. five. She gave birth to a oh, human stop it. being. There's too many clues. And now she's back. 570-1360. Caller five gets the big prize. Hey, okay. Are we talking about Jake Arrieta or are we playing this game? I love games. So. Uh, we're going to play the game first, but we we have to talk about Arietta. We, we There's so much to do, so little time, as always. Isn't there? <laughs> okay, so Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. Um, who, look, unbeknownst to me, has become something of a um, uh, uh, a political follow, if you're interested, maybe a, of more of a right-wing uh, slant. Oh, from, where do I sign up? And Jeez, we, I can't wait for more of that He's jargon. a pitcher for the Indians, and uh, the Cleveland hurler recently went to Twitter and said he just had a meeting encouraging all players to take a stance and to be leaders politically. Here's my stance. I find it disingenuous that the MLB, and he tagged them in this commissioner's office, would encourage this while they specifically have tried to censor me for sharing my opinion on the matter. Hashtag rise up. Okay, so we've heard this a lot recently. Um, Is he promoting the show on Fox Rise Up? (laughs) Uh, You know, potentially. There's a lot of there's a lot of dissenting opinions about athletes speaking out politically. LeBron James was told by the Ingram report or whatever it was on Fox News. Laura Ingram to shut up and dribble. And, uh, you know, that spurned the reaction back to say, no, no, I have a voice as an American citizen. And, uh, you know, look, the back and forth continues. I think a lot of these pot shots that are taken are obviously taken to get headlines written about your your given news outlet or your show. I, I think there's not much else to it. I imagine Laura Ingram went home that night going, good, good. This should get good ratings. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. It worked. Uh, you know, so my question to you, Pete, is does it bother you at all when athletes step outside of the realm that they reside in and start talking politics? No, especially when it's an educated opinion. And if it's a meaningful opinion that creates some sort of change, if there's a point as opposed to just mudslinging the way Laura Ingram did, you're an athlete. Don't come into my world and my realm and start sharing your opinion. And that that's kind of what angered me about what happened with between those two, right? Yeah. She didn't have anything uh, anything uh, constructive to say about LeBron. You know, she just made fun of his grammar. She just criticized him personally that, you know, he has no point speaking out. He can't share his opinion, all of these things, which he completely can and, it, you know, it's it, gross assumptions made about LeBron, which were completely unfair and unjustified. So from that standpoint, you know, her her speaking out against what he had to say, you know, you're right. I believe it did serve the purpose of, hey, we just want to create ratings, create a buzz, you know, get people to go watch the YouTube video. And it worked from that standpoint. But if a, if an athlete has something to say, I don't have a problem with it all. I have Steve Hartman pointed this out when this first went down that, you know, when it comes to the left and the right, when the opinion is one that I agree with the left, I of course like it. I have no problem defending LeBron (laughs) when it's some right wing gun toting wacko. I'm like, Uh, no, I think this is off the charts. I don't want to support that. But the, the real point is this. Trevor Bauer, I don't know what he said, but he should absolutely have the exact same right to say whatever he wants, as long as it has a purpose and has something based in knowledge, an educated viewpoint, right? This is what was wrong with Laura Ingram. It was just mudslinging. 
And to a certain extent, I thought LeBron's entire point, you know, if you kind of took a step back and looked at the overlying theme of what he was saying, you know, he was just mudslinging too. So that was kind of my problem with it. It wasn't just me being blind supporting of LeBron because he's on the left and I tend to be, or not tend to be, I'm absolutely in agreement with most of what he said, but the fact was it was just more mudslinging than anything. I would hope that in these type of situations, when people say something, you know, you go, amen, I approve or I appreciate what you say. That's a good point you just made right there. And I don't think we get enough of that. Okay. So Trevor Bauer, um, look, LeBron James, there's no question, like you said, he he his slant is more liberal, mm-hmm. you know, and more to the left. Trevor Bauer, obviously not. This is somebody who's gotten on Twitter and said, uh, really annoyed that at Apple and at Twitter continue to flood my phone with liberal slanted anti-Trump articles, fair and equal reporting. No. <laughs> um, somebody responding to some of the things uh, that that he posts on Twitter. <laughs> Apple is cramming uh, liberal stories down Trevor Bauer's throat. He said, I love that. Yeah, you have nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with it. You don't control your phone. The liberals do, Trevor Bauer. He, See, that's what I'm talking about. That's just flat out well, ignorance. Well, well, that's ignorance. But there's, look, I mean, I, I, if you're going to ask me, uh, look, there, and I'm not defending one side or the other here with this statement, there's ignorance on both sides. And I think that's actually what generates the partition politically in our world. I, and that's not, look, I'm going to climb off this soapbox in a second is the <laughs> idea that people aren't willing to be informed. Uh, there's, there's, there's either fear or there's just, uh, look stodgy, antiquated or, or self-interest or, or perhaps family ties that bond them to one side or the other and refuse to kind of step outside the box and get uncomfortable a little bit. But back to, Trevor Bauer and what he says is, you know, responding to somebody on Twitter, perhaps you should talk to your teammates about equal opportunity or someone affected or people now living in fear. Uh, He wrote almost all my teammates support Trump. So like this is this again, the, the, the person tweeting made a good valid point. Right. And his response was just <laughs> name calling. You know, it's actually it's just, funny. The reason look and, and, and I'm actually glad that you're taking this side. The reason I'm bringing up this character is because I think a lot of the opinion of the general public is that athletes have very liberal ideas. Like well, everybody's coastal. Everybody comes from uh, somewhere, some bastion of liberalism. Meanwhile, trust me when I tell you there were a lot of players inside of NFL locker rooms, guys who I'm buddies with who were not happy with protests staged during the national anthem whether it be because their family had a history of uh, military background and they just they had the feeling that it it flew in the face of of some of their their moral tenets or what have you there are in every locker room athletically as there are in every living room across the united states probably a split number of people who support one party or the other my thought is this why can't everybody have a stance? Why, like, why, why can't you just be respectful of those stances? Hmm. I, I, I mean, good question. It really is. It, I mean, I, I think everyone does. It's at this day and age. I mean, it's it's just so hard because we're it's so polarizing. That's why. By the way, Brent, do we have a winner for the thirty dollars gift card? Do we have a friend who uh, called in? One Neil of and Ramona. How about Neil and Tennis Ramona? Tennis fan Neil. Thirty dollar gift card to on the border Mexican Grill and Cantina. Really fantastic stuff. As you mentioned, all you can eat enchiladas going on. Right we will now. have one more. 
gift certificate giveaway before we throw it to Aztecs Hoops at 5.30. Okay, so if you're interested in that, also, if you want to hear about how the old is new again here in San Diego, you're going to want to tune in for this. That's coming up next on The Cannons. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.